Hello, it's Keith from the Book of Constellations. You're listening to a special mini-episode called An Epistle, which takes place after the events in Chapter 1 of the story. If you haven't heard it yet, I recommend you start at the first episode, Coffee is a Metaphor, before listening to this. Thank you, and enjoy the show. The Book of Constellations Epistle 1 The Long Night This was the third time negotiators failed to come to an agreement, but a UN spokesperson said talks will continue through the holidays. Police are reporting that the attack by militia on the offices of Bromwyn Pharmaceuticals is over, and several arrests have been made. A group of armed men stormed the offices of the medical research company earlier today, taking hostages and causing property damage. The militia demand Bronwyn stop the production of tricitinib, a new drug being tested across the country. Tricitinib has shown early promise to treat a wide variety of autoimmune diseases, including arthritis, diabetes, and multiple sclerosis. The militia believes a baseless conspiracy theory about the drug, claiming it causes brain damage, and is being used by the government to control the population. Bronwyn Pharmaceuticals is one of the earliest companies to roll out a new series of drugs based on information from the Rail Foundation databases. Eleven people were seriously wounded in... in the attack, and are... and are being treated for... I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. We seem to be having some technical difficulties, and... Oh, my God. Is that... It's him. Hello. My name is Rael, and I am here to help. I know I have not spoken to you all in a while. I have been busy with the work of the Foundation, but I have been watching and I have been listening. Many of you have written to me, many of you have sent me recordings, and while I cannot always answer them, I do listen. Today is December 21st. For the 87% of us who live in the Northern Hemisphere, it is the winter solstice the longest night of the year. There are many holidays that are celebrated near this time all across the world, based on beliefs, traditions, and customs. But beliefs evolve, traditions fade, and customs change. But the solstice is common to all of us. It is measurable. You do not have to believe a certain way or hear certain stories or be born into a particular family to understand it. Anyone can look at the sky and, with patience and attention, see for themselves. In the Northern Hemisphere, the sun's path travels its furthest south on this day. Thus, it is the shortest day of the year, and the longest night. When our societies were in their infancy, When the great cultures that exist today were not even a whisper, we measured the heavens. As primitive people, we still noticed that the stars seemed to move in predictable ways. 
planets had regular orbits across the firmament. And we saw that as the sun moved further and further into the southern sky, the air turned colder, the days grew shorter, and food became scarce. More of our lives were bounded by darkness. And the further we went into what we would eventually name December, the more we had to fear. The deadly cold of winter and the threat of starvation loomed ever closer. And perhaps we worried that the sun might never come back and that we would be swallowed in the night forever. But of course, it did. We learned that the solstice is the tipping point. We would endure the longest night, and then the sun would begin slowly traveling north again, bringing with it longer days, warmth, and a promise of spring. There was still the other half of winter to endure, still with death by exposure and starvation at our heels. But we could take comfort that after the solstice, the light was returning. No wonder we used to celebrate and honor this day. It is easy to despair. Imagine looking at the sky thousands of years ago, watching the days grow shorter, watching as crops die and game migrates, worrying if your family will survive the coming cold, and feeling like there is nothing you can do. How do you stop the sun? How do you keep the night from coming? What can one person do against that? The answer, of course, is to turn to others, to gather food together, to tend a fire together, to defend against predators together, to help the sick and welcome the lost because you understand that it is not just you and yours facing the long night, but all of us. We do not live like that any longer. We have heat and clothes and food in abundance. Though despite this, a third of us still do not have adequate nourishment and security, while many of us have far more than we need. But there is a different darkness now. Greed, oppression, fear, anger. I know you feel it. You see it in your politicians, in the callous, privileged, from the willfully ignorant, the desperate, deceived, in the news and on your social media. It surrounds us. It is everywhere. And at times, it feels overwhelming. We want to believe that things will get better, that the days will grow longer again. We feel as if we are walking under unfamiliar skies. Have we reached the solstice of this dark winter yet? Is it ahead of us still? How much longer must we endure? I don't know. I cannot tell you. No one can. But there is hope, not in the skies, but in other people. You are not alone. All of us are here in the dark, hunkered down against the cold. There are other campfires near you 
with other people just as worried and struggling as you are. Go to them. Share what you have. There are those without fires, wandering in the night. Invite them in. Even as you think of your enemies, remember that they, too, are worried. They, too, stand in fear of the darkness. They are as human as you are, and they, too, deserve love. I would remind you that in the Southern Hemisphere, it is the summer solstice. There, it is the longest day of the year, the sun shining at its highest and consigning the night to a handful of hours. In six months, while those in the Northern Hemisphere have their glorious summer, those in the South will be facing their long night. We are connected by the experience of solstices, but night comes to us at different times. We are all still traveling together. The work continues. Even in the face of overwhelming darkness, the work continues. Do not despair. The long night will end so long as the work continues. And the work is love. Here in the long night, your work is to love everyone. I will speak to you all again. We're back. Um, we just saw... <laughs> well, I mean, everyone just saw... <laughs> it... <sighs> We're gonna take a station break. But... But come back. It's... It's not all bad news after all. The Book of Constellations is written, produced, and performed by W. Keith Timms. The reporter was played by Sarah Penn of Rapture 518 Podcast. Music in this episode included Lake Monroe by Rest You Sleeping Giant. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, visit bookofconstellations.com. You can write to Rael. Send your thoughts and questions to Rael at bookofconstellations.com Peace in your new year.